Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you just skipped Bye-bye. 10, huh? I skipped 10. Oh. 7, 8, 9, 10. 7, 8, 9, no. 11. Ooh, that's like kind of dark, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 11. 9 Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Good God. Oh, God. God. Okay, well, we're going to you know, start this on a more positive note. Oh, Tell them about what you were just telling me, your update for the week. Well, <laughs> the I love world, that this is the update. The world. The wor- I mean, I, I feel like we've talked about it on here. That, Have we? That I was given an inflatable. Hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah. The two things Chip loves, jacuzzis and hot tubs. Well, and jet skis is what I think I mean, what you meant to say. Jet skis <laughs> and hot tubs. Jacuzzis and hot tubs. Oh, are I think what I just said about sums up my week. So, <laughs> yes, I meant to say jet skis and hot tubs. Yeah. Um, and so our friend Mary had given me one, and my back deck is kind of a mess. Mm. I also have this like tree that like, literally shits on everything in the mm-hmm. backyard so like everything gets ruined back there mm-hmm. um so i've been pro- procrastinating getting the deck reinforced so it would hold the weight of the thing and yeah. whatever but um we we finally just took it over to her place and put it by her pool so now oh she's gosh, like now, now i know where it is i'm gonna yeah, go sit in like, it all the she's time she's like the redneck of Bellmead now. so blow up yeah i mean it's it is incredibly firm, though. Like, it's a really strong... That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same joke Fly High made. Um, so, no, it's like, I'm shocked. And in the picture, it's been sitting in this box in my office that weighed like a ton. Yeah. And, you know, so I see... I've been looking at it for almost a year, and it's like... There's the photo on there. There's these six adults just having the best it time. fit six adults? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what the picture looked like. And I was like, there's okay. no way this thing... It looks like it fits six adults. It's really? huge. Really? We'll have yeah. to try it out this weekend. Yeah, of course. That's the plan. <laughs> the heater's on. We're heating it up. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited I'm, I'm really now. Excited well, mine also involves an extra curricular. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> Somebody just had her lunch. It's still setting in. Your blood Literally, sugar is going back up. I didn't up. have lunch today. Right. I had I had siete chips and bean dip. <laughs> bean dip. Uh, it's just been like work in Nashville is full on back, and I'm happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. 
but I don't know how to operate yet. <laughs> like right. I'm just like a mess of and it's all brain like, mush and. But it's it's not just that. It's like coordinating all of it like to find the time suddenly you're like well the brain capacity yeah. that's obviously my right. biggest issue here um probably not eating lunch is not helping me but help. anyway appointments were back to back today and it just didn't happen for me so right these are the things that we should have taken from covid remember we were going to take these things and really try to say to ourselves no taking care of myself is not going to not happen once work comes back. And so I need to do a better job. Tomorrow will be a better day. Um, but I did to do something fun for myself. You know, like I've talked about like, like a lot of my friends have a lot of hobbies, I feel, right. or not, actually not a lot of my immediate friends. My boyfriend has a lot of hobbies or um, extracurricular activities, you know, that he like loves to go do with his friends. Right, and I on always, the regular too. On the regular. And I literally am like, I don't have one. All I do is work and to me, like I used to work out as a hobby, like go to workout classes, which I'm starting to do again, which is fun. Um, but then like, other than that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what do I do just to like have fun with no pressure, you know? And like just going out with your friends on the weekends and getting drunk doesn't really count once you get to a certain age. (laughs) So this is the dilemma I'm finding myself in. So a friend of ours, um, and you have actually done this before, mm-hmm. but uh, y'all did a hip hop dance class. And so she brought it back up this week because it's starting to open back up because of COVID. So um, two friends of ours and one of them has a daughter and we all four of us went to this hip hop dance class. It was like a beginner's level <laughs> hip hop dance class so on Tuesday. And I had so much it's fun. So fun. And the crazy, the, the thing that sucks is I was supposed to go there, but I couldn't I because of were. my... It's based on a New Year's resolution that I had told her that yeah. I wanted to like become a better dancer. And she was like, well, then let's sign up for hip hop dance classes. But I love that that was your New Year's close. resolution. <laughs> you know, because it's like, I hate that I'm not a good dancer. You're I'm, what? You body roll like a I, king. I do body roll. But that's kind of like my party trick, you know? It's oh, not, it is a good party you trick. You can't just go out on the dance floor all night and body roll I mean, all over could. the place. Yeah, but then people would be Have like... Have you been to Whiskey Row? <laughs> yeah, but then you're like the person who's being made fun of on Broadway and censored. Like the guy right. just body rolled all around the bar. True. Um, so... Or you could body roll with pride and that you know, is just true. really just not let anyone... It. Yeah, just, just yeah. be the body roll guy. Body roll guy. I've I never mean. seen someone body roll like you. <laughs> they, I don't even think the people know there's like a neck situation, like a neck... Pop, like a wrist flick. A wrist flick. There's a lot involved in this. I've body got a very. Roll. I've got. I mean, it's like I can t- trademark my body roll. It's 100%. not. It's like. Yeah. It's. It's probably should be spelled like different than the normal body roll. Because How would you spell it? It's um. It's like. I don't know if I would play with the spelling of body or roll. Hmm. I feel like it's like body doesn't have a Y. It has like an E E or something. <laughs> yeah, and then roll. Or like it has like... one of those. <laughs> Those things on the toes are like bade. Bade. It's <laughs> what like is that a called? Bo- an apostrophe? It, oh, it's no, an, ac- it's accent. an accent. <laughs> it should not be podcast. It's like an accent right igoo, or uh, there's like two different. Well, you know, whatever is on the like on the touche, the, whatever right. that I that sign is, um, you need that on bade. Bade. Because it is. It's, it's a little bit more than just a body roll. Yeah. Let's. I don't want to give it the credit. I want to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Wow. And it's got very, it's, I can vary it a little bit. So but. this weekend, my goal is going to be to see the body roll Bade. in the <laughs> blow up hot tub. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's, I fun. hope it actually gets warm. I mean, the what, did you controller lets it go to one. I mean, it's hose water. Did you sit in it cold? No, I didn't. Right no, no. It's just set up. It's oh, filled. Oh, you have and not, it's, y'all no, have not used, christened it. I've not it. used it. No. Mm, mm. 
Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. I know. All right. Well, let's get to the topics. We have a couple. So last week we talked about Colton Underwood coming out as gay in the context of he has a new reality show. And that's been a little bit controversial because people are like, of course, the good looking white dude gets a Netflix special about being gay or coming out. And I said, like, to me, I'm like, it's good TV because he was not always out right. and so he was publicly dating multiple women on a dating show where he was supposed to find his match his in a wife. woman his <laughs> wife and he was going to get married and he was engaged and had a very public relation and romance like it was very I'm doing air quotes right now they were very in love he has since said he was very he much in love, love her, with her yeah. yeah which that makes sense to me you can love a person totally um but the interesting thing that's come out this week is that Cassie, the woman he was married to, did not know he was gay until the world knew. Like, she found out with the rest of us. Did they have, um, like, I don't know much about either of them. Um, uh-huh. Were they, like, virgins? He was a virgin. I can't speak so they to weren't, if they still So are. they weren't having sex, like... No, the- wait, was he a virgin? I believe he was a virgin. That was, so that, that was, was his, his storyline. Was line. that his workaround to like not have to have sex with her? Maybe. Because like, yeah, I mean, unless he just was like somehow made it work, you know? Well, that's true. So maybe that was the deal is like he's a virgin. They were waiting until they got married. The biggest kick of the, or the biggest like twist to the whole thing was when they broke up, she had to get a restraining order against him because he was stalking her. Huh. This is what's confusing to me. Yeah, okay, so I just Googled it. Page six says that he lost his virginity while filming The Bachelor. Hmm. To her? It says he popped his cherry with current girlfriend Cassie. This is. Oh. This was from um, page six, April 2020. Yeah, but you've talked about having sex with women. It's totally. Not like that yeah. Never happens. Yeah, and then I guess it's like. You love he the could person. Then, but he could, like, if the sex wasn't great, he could use the excuse of, like, well, I'm a virgin and like, I'm just learning, like I'll get better. Oh, you know I'm what I mean? I'm in my head about it. Like yeah. God's, yeah, it's something like the limits because of. Right. Like I'm sure that there was, there had to have been excuses because it's, I just can't imagine that the sex was like amazing if I he wasn't fully though, there. Yeah. But like when you had sex with women back in the day, like, mm-hmm. did you enjoy it? You've said yes, I thought. Yes. And, but there were t- like, it was like. Does the vagina gross you out? No, no. But it's just like, I knew at that point that I was gay. You did? Yeah. So it was like, but that didn't mean I wasn't having fun. You know what I mean? I mean, it still feels good, right? It still feels good. But there was definitely an element of like making it happen, which makes it harder because then you're in your head about it. So, um, yeah. So... I just, you know, we obviously don't know how often these people were having sex, but they were engaged, so. I would like to know why they broke up and, like, what he told her or what the reasoning was. Because it sounds like maybe she broke up with him and maybe it could have been something like you're saying. There was, like, a disconnect. Something didn't feel right. And so she just went with her gut. She's only 25. Wow. That was shocking to me. That's, like, a huge... I mean, I, I associate it with a trauma. When I first read these whole stories, I was like, oh, poor Cassie. She's going to be fucked in the head for a while. Because when you think about it, not because, oh, he's gay and I was dating a gay man, but because he was lying. And the betrayal piece of that right. is like a mind fuck. Like anything would be like cheating, like living. A, it's like living a separate life. Right. Um. Yeah. But so it was he says that he says. 
Uh, I made mistakes in the end of that relationship and I ruined the good memories we had by my actions and what I did to hold on to being straight because I didn't want to look myself in the mirror. So for that, I'm extremely, extremely sorry. After the split last year, Randolph filed a restraining order against Underwood saying he was stalking her. Randolph later had the restraining order lifted. There was no indication she knew about Underwood's announcement before it happened on Wednesday. But in the end, he did address his relationship with her, saying that he was in love with her and that he's sorry from the bottom of his heart for any pain that he may have caused. In his own statement after their breakup last May, Underwood said that he was grateful for Randolph and her family getting him through his bout with coronavirus and that their decision to split came after a lot of self-reflecting. I don't think she knew he was gay. But I also, like, in reading this, um, it's so interesting because I immediately went to the PR spin of why he came out. Because he was in such hot water, he had to get a restraining order filed. Everyone knew about that. It, it does get kind of gross yeah. when you really start to think about public image and using like, I don't know. It's such a catch 22 for, cause it's like to be vulnerable with people, you have to tell your story, right? You have to be honest. Right. And then when you're in the public eye, that turns into business opportunities a little bit. So it's like, yeah. and not in a way of like, you're trying to use this to get that. Like I spoke very openly about my infertility and all these things. And it, it gave me a storyline on a show, but I wasn't doing it to like get business. I was just like, well, you were I'm, telling the truth. I'm just telling the truth. Um, do, do we know, is it public information anywhere about like what the restraining order, like what he, exactly he was doing? He was like, stalking her I, to I, some I capacity somewhere it was like he like s- hung out in an alley all night under her bedroom window and was like Ugh. yelling things i don't know i mean she ended up lifting the restraining order yeah i just read that yeah did so, you leave us for a second yeah yeah well i, I would know <laughs> welcome I was back like, to the podcast i was looking at um i was looking at the stuff from like his book where he was you know his dad caught like looked at his search history and there were things like gay porn sites and things like am i gay how do you know if you're gay why don't i like having sex with my girlfriend what yeah when this is all that? in his book so when okay this is my question what is the timeline between when they broke up and when this book came out this book was i think um the book this article is march 31st 2020 so um and it says it talks about his virginity and quitting the bachelor they broke up in May of 2020. Okay, so it was after the book came out. Interesting. Or that's yeah. when the public knew about it. I mean, they could have. Right. You know what I mean? There could have. I wonder if the book had anything to do with the breakup because she was like, oh, something's not right. Yeah, hey, I mean, if she, yeah, if she felt that like there was a disconnect and then she's reading these things. I mean, because these are stories about when he was in high school. It says that he like. He suddenly broke up with a girlfriend because he didn't want to go f- past kissing. And then rumors started to fly that he was gay. And then those rumors hit his mother. And his mother was like, it doesn't matter. Like, we still love you. And then the dad saw the search history. And he still just couldn't come out. Yeah. He kept his sexuality mostly to himself until he reached the NFL. And he was questioned by a number of his fellow players. That's what's so hard. I, I mean, like, in the way of his career, I'm like, well, I mean, it makes sense to me because if he wanted to be a football player, then a, it would feel very stifling to come out. One, it's probably also, like, he had to make the choice, like, what will, like, get me less ribbing in the locker room? Telling all of my ribbing, players that I'm very a... very interesting word choice right, there. Not ribbing, <laughs> ribbing. Um, 
it's like telling your play like your co-players what do you call them your teammates wow um, <laughs> sports ball yeah sports ball um telling them that you're a virgin or that you're gay you know I so mean, he chose virgin yeah i guess he thought that was the better yeah. option but that's tough too i mean he can always put that on religion though you know but then it's like it says you know then they, they, they were like he said he got some supportive comments from saying he had sex with zero women and to other people being like, dude, I know someone that can help you fix that. So it's like, then you like, yeah, so it's, I might have to read his book. That's do kinda, it. Will you do it and report back? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. That was not that. I mean, I have so many books to read. And the truth is, is I don't really care about Colton Underwood. No, you know, no. like. Maybe you should do the audio book. So when you drive. That's uh, like, yeah, that's a good I hope, call. I hope that it's him narrating it. I hope it's it. him reading it. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the big news in the uh, justice system this week. I mean, in the court, Derek Chauvin was convicted as guilty. On all three counts. Yeah. I mean, I literally said to a friend, I'm like, I I don't, because I was kind of had like a low level anxiety that day just about like what was going to happen. And I said, but I mean, surely there, like, there's no chance, right? And I'm like, well, I can't say shit like that anymore because stranger things have happened right. in our world the last couple of years where I'm just like, there is no guarantee anymore ever as to what is going to happen. Well, I also think we're like used to seeing the court system fail people well, and let, justice yeah. not being served. But I feel like this, um, there was like, there was no way for it to go the other way. Like, well, if you watched any of the testimonies, it was like very obvious right. that he had a lot of chances to not murder that guy. Right. And I just think the, the, the consequences of anything other than guilty were grave. Oh, and I was like, oh, our country is going to burn, burn down. down. And, um, I look, I personally believe that he is guilty. I Same. am happy with the outcome. Um, I obviously don't have to struggle with, um, the same things that you know people of color in our country deal with so it's like my emotional response is unimportant um but i do believe that he was guilty and i'm glad to see that but i also agree that like it still doesn't feel like justice like it's not, not just i mean it's not, it is justice in some ways but it is i i fear that like it's a box being checked yeah and i but i what i want it to be is the the new way like right you know like i do, but like also this you would have to literally have been deaf dumb blind living on a rock all of the things to not have heard about this case so you know i'm not i don't think it was is unfair but i don't know how you could go into this with any preconceived notions or like even for a second think that this guy was in his, without yeah yes. and not think this guy or like there was no way to not yeah, how did they find this jury? I, yeah, I like, literally can't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I, it's. I feel like it, there has to be people that like don't have TV and they live in Antarctica. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. But I just like God. The, I can't imagine the pressure that was on the judge. Like, so much. it has to. Be, yeah. It had to be guilty. He was guilty. It was obvious. And um, you know, I had a I had an Uber driver that I had um, who was a, a a man of color and. He was not like jumping up and down about it. Like he was like, you know, 
the, of course that's what it was going to be. I don't know that it's that was necessarily the case. What came out like after we had a really nice conversation about it, but then um, well I tell asked, the tell the whole story because you're like you told me the whole story, so you're not well, really like giving. The I listeners. was I was kind of surprised that he wasn't thrilled with because you outcome. were like oh my god big win today yeah, kind of thing, and he was like you know the world is just uncivil mm-hmm. and we need to we need there to be civility and um you know he was like how can we like go to bed at night thinking like this is a great win when like it was an unfair trial from the get go like there was no way that he was going to be found innocent because of the way it was all set up and i'm like yeah but i i watched that video like he killed him right you know he killed him yeah. like i'm sorry like all the other things don't matter like the drugs, whether or not he had committed a crime, all of those things. That is not the way that this man needed to leave this earth. No. It is just, he did it at the hands of other people. And um, look, I also think that those other cops are guilty by association, by not stopping it. Like, they right. knew what was happening. So, um, so for that reason, like, I can kind of, like, get his, I understand his point of view. Um, well, you also told me that he was sort of like, I mean, this is justice, like this should have happened, but this is just, don't, let's not act like everything's fixed fine because now. this trial went right. this way. And I actually agree with that I too, agree because with that. it did feel like a, cause I was like, oh my God, our country is going to burn down yeah. if this goes a different way. Um, it felt very relieving, but then at the same time, I don't want to forget why we're in this position. And right. so you really do want to still take the whole experience and not just go, oh, well, okay, now everything's fine because, you know, this guy's right. guilty and going to jail. Like, there's so much more. And there's so many more of these exact situations that have I happened. Know. And so we can't forget about those. And I think we need to keep moving in that direction. Right. But I am going to celebrate a win when it's a win. I, I do. I do think it is a win for the right side of history. You know, mm-hmm. like it is. It it absolutely is. Um, but what I found was interesting was at the end of the conversation, at the end of my ride, I was I asked him like I was like, "Are you from Nashville?" And he said, "No, but I was a cop here for 14 years." Oh, so wow. I didn't know that he was a cop. Wow. So it like it added an extra element. Yeah, to for the, sure. Because like the truth is, is like being a cop right now is not that popular no it's definitely you know and like there is that's hard too because it's not like all it's never an all or nothing situation and that's so unfortunate for cops that they're getting this for all cops because there's good cops too totally you know there's never it's never an all or nothing situation right Right. anyway well i'm glad we got the outcome we did and i hope that um everyone can keep moving in that direction I would like to to see less people being murdered by the hands of cops but i would also like to see that If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. 
Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so we were just sitting here prepping for this podcast and chip got this notification alert that blew my mind i think because it is something that could happen to me and this is maybe why the last topic was even like one of those where we almost feel uncomfortable talking about it because it isn't something i've ever experienced and as a white woman it probably i mean won't be you know like that kind of injustice and so um it's hard to speak about something because Also, I know there are people who do face it and who you don't want to sound like this ignorant person or offend anyone when you're talking about topics that you can't directly relate to. I try to empathize as much as I possibly can and educate myself as much as I possibly can. However, this is... (laughs) I mean, you could be the victim of this. I could be. And this is so scary to me. So... Uh, tell us about the story. So I, well, I got, um, it's an iHeartRadio email blast. And when I, when I saw the headline pop up, I was like, I have to read this out loud. Mm -hmm. Spa owner charged after vampire facial client tested positive for HIV. 
And I mean, she literally talked about vampires. She went white as a ghost. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I can't even laugh about this because the truth is, is this could happen to literally anyone. And also you pay a lot for those things. Yeah. They're not just like you go pay 50 bucks. These things are like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So a vampire facial, if you don't know, they draw blood from your arm and they put it into this vial and then something they mix it. They with, spin it to extract the plasma. Okay. So that's what makes you look younger, basically right. putting plasma on your face. So they're using your own plasma to reverse aging. Basically. Yeah. It's Which, supposed to stimulate healing and promote growth of healthy skin so cells. So then they do the microderm, I mean, um, microneedling, which punches little tiny. I've had this done. This is why I think I was like, what? <laughs> um, they punch little tiny needles into your face and it like punches. It does. It, it injects the blood. Skin. It injects the plasma back into your skin. Yes, yeah. but, it, but it does that by like basically those tiny needles giving the little tiny, tiny, tiny minuscule. Like we can't even see the holes in your face. But what happens is it like, traumatizes the right. skin and then it re they put they make new cells yeah did so i do it, the right way of a, describing um, that yeah it's like yeah it's that's what happens when you cut yourself like mm-hmm. when there is a when you harm yourself your body then reacts to fix it so it, it's um it's a micro trauma to yeah. The skin. yeah and so then your face comes out looking like a baby's ass yeah, like it just beautiful. looks amazing it's beautiful uh however well, I could never imagine this. I mean, these ladies' lives are like completely took a turn it, because I mean, they're it, paying to go get a fucking facial. Yeah, it ended up being two of them have tested positive for HIV. Um, this all happened in 2018, and official like what? when yeah, in two, it was in September 2018. The health oh, inspector shut God. down the spa after one woman reportedly tested positive after undergoing the the facial, and. Um, this she admitted to like well th- her name is um Maria Ramos de Ruiz and um she has been charged now with um two dozen felonies including practicing medicine without a license racketeering fraud money laundering and tax evasion so this wow. woman wasn't even licensed to do this like she had a fake license they had to test 137 clients over the concerns. So she wasn't like, they found like unwrapped needles. She admitted to not changing the tubes that the blood was flowing through. Yeah, because you would think like, okay, if I'm having my own blood drawn and then put back on you to me, like it should blood. be. Yeah, I mean, even if you are already HIV positive, it's like. But, you, but if someone was HIV positive doing that, it seems like they would have to give. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can't, I mean, that's just like, you can't do that if you're not, if you're messing with blood and needles and. Right. But that lady, obviously, I mean, this is why my girl, Carrie Claudel, the Nashville beauty girl is so big on doing your research about your people. That is the thing she preaches the most, the most, the most. This stuff is scary because it does involve needles. It does. I mean, it's kind of crazy. The shit we do to our faces to be honest, me included, you know, like, it is a little bit bizarre because it's almost like a medical experience now, but you have to treat it that way. Like I really Isn't think it it's crazy? important. I just like, how does this woman who is a complete fraudster, obviously yeah. even learn how fraudster. to do this stuff? Like, well, she must've watched a you. I mean, you can pretty much find anything on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine if you found out that your facialist had just learned YouTubed? through YouTube videos? I would die. I mean, I would legitimately, <laughs> 
First of all, the amount of rage that would come out of my body if I was one of those women, like, I can't even, that bitch better watch out. Yeah. But also, like, I just can't, I feel so sad for them. Literally just going to get a facial and their comp- their whole entire life is changed. the rest of their lives, yeah. Wow. That is some wild so shit. So is this woman It says in that jail? she had unwrapped needles, unlabeled blood tubes, fake certificates. I mean, this is crazy. Is that woman in jail? Um, it doesn't say anything about her being arrested or in jail, but I would imagine she's at least um, probably going to jail. Um, Two dozen felonies. How are we just hearing about this too? Because I feel like I should have heard about this in 2018 and I right. actually don't know that I'll ever get a vampire facial. Yeah. Whew. I don't know. Let's. I'm just going to Google her and see if there's any old stories that come up. Mm, mm, mm. And do, 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 do. <laughs> I was just like, what am I going to do Well, now? there's a Facebook profile. I mean, this is crazy. That She's on fucking Facebook? Well, I, mean, I can't. I can't with this bitch. What? Yeah, She's I mean, like, there's a lot of like new stories that it looks like it came up, but. What is her profile read? Well, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. It's just. She's like, I give facials and HIV. Yeah. Like, what do you put in your bio? <laughs> Well, this is crazy. There's she only, has to be in jail. I just Googled her name in quotation marks to like really narrow the search. And there's um, an Albuquerque journal because this happened in New Mexico. Um, and then people.com did. Uh, there's a story. And that's well, it. And people need to know about this. I'm glad that we're reporting And it's live two here. results. There's like nothing from 2018. <laughs> Oh my God, we're just dropping knowledge on people that I, this is why my head almost popped off my body when you said this story. I'm like, we have to talk about that today. It's so ridiculous. This is insanity. This woman needs to be in jail if she's not. And I mean, I feel like we're really giving live information, reporting live from the Velvet Edge podcast. Wait, this one said, on people it says, additionally, the investigation turned up foreign and an American prescription and dangerous drugs and medical products that required an order form from a licensed physician. She must have been offering it at a lower rate. There has to be, because it doesn't sound like she could have established a business that would have looked reputable to where people would go to her over. You know what I mean? Right. So it but must have I been also like, feel oh, like it's cheaper. not the average woman who's like, I want a vampire facial. Like A lot of people get them. Are you joking? But is that like... It's a normal thing. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fancy to me. I mean, it is fancy, but like people who spend money on that stuff, but, that's like a normal. But are fancy people like, let me find the cheapest facial no, possible? But with that kind of stuff, because it can add up so much, a lot of people, this is where, like, this is why I'm such a psycho about it and I don't skimp on this stuff. However, I do know that, like, you know, a lot of people will be like, God, it's so expensive. And like, you want to get Botox and something else. And like, that is like going to, you're going to drop a grand in a second. You know, it's just so expensive. It's it's really expensive to be a woman. We've talked about this. But so if you're like not, you know, if you're making a normal living and you're just like not willing to spend that much money or you don't have it to spend, but you still want to look good, maybe you would try it. Right. Her salon was called... It was called VIP Spa. VIP Beauty Salon and Spa. Like, I mean, anybody who went there did. I mean, I'm not saying they deserved that, but like, they should have been asking questions. Anything that has VIP in the name is normally the the least VIP thing. It's like the biggest self call ever. You're like, oh, I'm the VIP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's move into listener questions. Uh, Or, 
emails really we have some, some funny emails today I actually got um, a couple DMs uh, did I read this last week where our, someone said this is perfect for chip but the New York Post headline of the day uh, was NYC singles ready for a slutty summer of casual sex as COVID vaccines rise <laughs> I mean, this is a thing. Yeah, I can't imagine people. I mean, also like just being pent up and like not being able to go out. I think that's it's going to be like the perfect storm of people just being like, get me the hell out of the house. Get me around another human. Yeah. So and, I can just sleep with whoever. Well, right. They're just I mean, Sledapalooza, seriously. Well, that's good to know that there's other people like on the same journey. We really got to get these shirts out. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> Before summer. I feel like the people need these. I mean, it's so like, it's just the mentality of everyone. It's like, get me out. I haven't been around people. A lot of breakups happened, you know, like, or divorces during quarantine. Yeah. People are on the prowl. Oh my God. Wow. Um, This comes from Laura. She said, hey, Kelly, love your podcast, especially The Edge with Chip. Just wanted to mention about you guys' conversation about Colton Underwood from last week's episode. The main issue people are having about him coming out is that they are forgetting the fact that he literally stalked Cassie after they broke up to the point where she was scared for her life. She even had a restraining order against him. I'm glad he's living his truth now, but people still need to keep him accountable for the terrifying and unhealthy things he did to Cassie. Just thought I'd mention, again, love the VE podcast. I really do hope that girl has a really good therapist. Yeah, or a good family or whatever. She does. I think she's really close with her family. Also, her sister and her are like two of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. They're like that kind of pretty that you like stare at them on TV and you can't look away because they're just so freaking pretty and you can't process that they're real, if that makes sense. Right. Not that that makes any of her pain any less. I I think that... But at least she's pretty. I think that like... This is a really good point. Like... And I do. I I think we should celebrate him coming out and him living yeah. his truth and all those things. But like, we can't. Like, he also sounds like a bit of a crazy person. Like, well, so we have to also celebrate. We need to figure out ways to celebrate Cassie and like what she. That's a great point. What she like endured and the good qualities in her. You know, like I would say what I she, hear- what she needs to show is like. Um, she needs where to she be the just, next bachelorette. She needs to be the next bachelorette, a hundred percent. And um, she should like just have a bunch of gay friends. Like she needs to show where she She's hangs like, out with I her gay friends. Gays. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> also, is that offensive? By the way, to say the gays, I've never. I don't think so. I, I mean, it doesn't offend me. I've but, like, asked I feel like... two of my gay friends. I got. I said something. Um, oh, I was clapping back at someone who was talking shit to me one day on Instagram, you know, per usual on Tuesday. And, um, I said something, I think he commented and just said, that's gay about something I posted. I said, I hope so. I love my gays or something. And like, then someone, some woman clapped back at me and said, you, she said, it's really disturbing that you talk about them. Like they're an accessory. And I was like, Oh, I actually never thought about it that way. I did. I wasn't meaning to be demeaning at all. Like I just meant I have a lot of really close friends who are gay. Like, I, but I hadn't thought about it, that term. No, I, I mean, in fact, it's like the offensive thing that she missed mm-hmm. was that the guy was using the term gay in a derogatory, in a derogatory way. way. I mean, that's that's why I clapped back at yeah. him because I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think I said. That uh, woman's just looking for a fucking fight. Yeah, a lot like, of them are. I said to him, I said, 
uh, the thing about, oh, I hope so, because I love my gays or whatever. And then I think I said, um, now you, on the other hand, sound like a douche. And I'm not sure what to do about that <laughs> or something. Right. Good. Ha, 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 ha. I love, I love <laughs> a good clapback. Um, okay. Isn't it anyway. weird how people just want to start a fight online? Yeah, like, but like, the thing is, is it did, I did go, I wrote her back publicly and was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I never thought about it. And I'm actually really open to be like, oh, I could actually see that and and I don't think of gays as my accessories. Obviously, I do think that gays get put or gay men specifically get put in that category right. of like the quintessential, you know, gay bestie or whatever, which is gross. Totally. But I also think that there's a lot of gay men that want that role. I agree. You know, they play they play they that play up. Into yeah, it. It's so, like, yeah. To each his own. I feel like everybody should just be what they want to be and everybody else needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, the thing about being so offended all the time is like that my I have a mentor who used to say to me uh you know they call it take offense for a reason like I think I've said that on here before but you have to actually take the offense so like everything everyone's doing all the time is really about them not you right so like if you are getting so offended by what someone's doing you're taking that like you're picking it up instead of being like "Woo, that, that's about them right. not me the whole like idea of political correctness and I and I do think that it's like, gotten too extreme what, it has gotten too extreme but like I also I hate the word political correctness because yeah. it's what we're at like what the word really is is kindness yeah we're just looking for kindness yeah don't it's not political in any way it is just about like you live your life I live my life and let's treat each other like neighbors exactly. and with and 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 always come from a place of love. If that's the way that the world would just fucking operate, then we'd all could be you good. imagine what a beautiful world we would live in? Well, because also you but coming got- at people all the time is just adding to the fire of uh, fear and anger and all of just this like controversy constantly. And it's like if we all treat each other well and kindly, right. like you're saying, it just eliminates the problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this is a... a the, the I just love the subject of this email. It's called Sledapalooza Submission. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I guess this girl. It's our freak of the week. <laughs> yeah. Amanda is writing in for the yet to be titled part of this <laughs> podcast. Although a Sledapalooza Submission is actually kind of great. Yeah. I sort of like that. Because then it's a not, we're not calling Amanda something. Mm-hmm. We're calling her message something. We're also calling just the state of mind something maybe. Right. And like this time of your life right. something. But not just mine, clearly. Clearly, it's well, the season America, that we're in. Yeah. The world. <laughs> the world. Um, oh my God, I need to be an international slut. You are literally about to be an international super... Oh, an international <laughs> super slut. slut. Wow. Okay, so this comes from Amanda. She says, I'm a 40-year-old woman that went on vacation with my parents and my 19-year-old niece to Vegas. Yes, Vegas with my parents. Well, Woof, that sounds rough, actually. Risky. Yeah, very risky. And sharing a room with my 19-year-old niece. Starting off my own Sledapalooza 2021 was nowhere on my radar. It's sort Ooh, of like you, yeah, Chip. Out of nowhere. This actually sounds very familiar. We went to an off-the-strip joint for dinner, and there was a wait list. While everyone else was gambling as we waited, I stood near the bar watching the men's basketball national championship game. This is fresh. This is a fresh yeah. story. Before I know it, I'm... Hot in- slut. Yeah. Hot off the slut presses. <laughs> Before I know it, I'm invited to sit at the bar, and a drink is purchased for me, and I'm talking to two pilots who were there for an overnight labor and also waiting to be seated for dinner. I bet pilots are such sluts. Speaking oh. of, that's like being on the road. I, I've I've actually been told um, by a friend of mine who's a nurse, like on Grinder, if someone says that they're a pilot or a flight attendant, do not. Well, because they're them. just in for the night, yeah. and yeah. it's like 
That's they're doing it in every city. Yeah, exactly. They're like musicians. I mean, that, that's probably a generalization, but yeah, musicians. Um, too. and says, okay. Uh, I lost my place because we went off on that rant. Oh, okay. I had promised my niece that we would walk out around the strip that night since she had just stayed in the room all day, just bored so that I put a hindrance on my alternative plans with the single pilot of the two, but he agreed to join us on our walk. The next morning I walked across the street to the hotel he was staying at and had quote unquote coffee. And we got it in before the airport shuttle came to pick him up for his next flight where there is a will. There is a way it had almost been a year since I'd gotten laid. So now I'm declaring Sledapalooza 2021 officially on its way. You go, girl. Wow, Amanda. And we, I feel like we just. Before call, it's kind of the same. We had I was like, I was about experience. to say that's probably what sparked her. And not to say that like all pilots or whatever. And also, if that's what you're looking for in that night, then okay. Like, I don't, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Right, right. No judgment here. Oh, and I was about to say on that casual, but that's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is called the subjects of these emails. I can't poop story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this comes from Rachel. Kelly and Chip was listening to y'all stories about shitting your pants and knew I needed to share my oh, story with I y'all. Love this already. <laughs> I was attending a family reunion week for my then boyfriend, now fiance's family in Memphis. One night we had dinner at his sister's house and headed back to the hotel after. We decided to pick up a bottle of wine on the way back because we just wanted to keep drinking. He dropped me out front to scoop one up at the store so I didn't take anything in with me other than my card. As I was standing in the wine aisle browsing the bottle, something hit me. (laughs) I didn't know which bottle I wanted and kept shuffling my feet while looking, trying... Oh, looking, trying to distract my stomach. I quickly grabbed a bottle because I felt like I was about to shit myself. I ran to the self-checkout, trying to check out as fast as I can. Barely being able to swipe my credit card, I sprinted to the bathroom I could see up front at customer service. As I'm running into the women's room, I felt it coming. The best part is I'm wearing a fucking jumpsuit and I try to unzip it. Oh, it's the worst. They're so hard to get out of. As I run into the bathroom and I end up having diarrhea all in my jumpsuit and then onto the floor. So I'm sitting in the bathroom stall with shit all over my jumpsuit on the and on the floor. The best part is I don't have my phone with me. Oh my god, I'm dying. Okay. I'm dead. I literally would have flushed myself down the toilet. <laughs> just jump out the window so my boyfriend has no idea what's going on how the fuck am I gonna get out of here after sitting there for contemplating for a few minutes I decide that I'm just gonna have to make a run for it so I have to put back on my diarrhea jumpsuit and run out the door is about 50 yards from the bathroom half of a football field oh my god I'm dead so I have to run by store shoppers with shit all over my clothes when I get out my boyfriend pulls up to pick me up and I have to tell him I shit myself I get in the back seat and strip naked I threw my jumpsuit out the window on the way back to the hotel so yes i'm butt ass naked at this point at the hotel he drops me off at the back entrance and we sneak upstairs mind you i literally had shit on my toes oh my god this is when i knew my fiance was the one lol he had to drive his car around for hours with the windows down to get the smell out xoxo stay edgy bitches (laughs) rachel Rachel, that was maybe the most epic email we've received yet oh my god I don't know. It it ties up there with Brittany breaking her jaw with a blowjob or whatever yeah. she did. You know, in those situations, it's like, honestly, they're literally, it's one of those things where like, you know, there's only one outcome. Like you got to just put your shit suit back on think, and get the fuck out. But like, I would have, I don't know what I, I would have. Would like, you have rinsed it out in the sink and just walked out with a wet jumpsuit? 
that might have been my Maybe. only other adjustment to what Rachel did. Yeah, I might like, have rinsed my body off. What are you going to just be like standing in the sink buck wet. naked? In the bathroom. Is it a single stall? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Though. I don't even give a shit if this <laughs> give a shit. I don't care if a woman walks in and I'm naked. I'd be like, sorry, shit myself or sorry, accident. And I'm like naked. But yeah. like the running out with this shit on top of you, that was just like, it's too much for me to process. Oh, it's a good Poor story thing. though. But you that know what? You like, lived through it. And, and you're still getting it, married to this and guy. And you can laugh about it too. Also, this is, he's definitely the one. A hundred percent. hundred percent. That guy is like, needs a fucking medal. Yes. Good for him. You know what made me just, you know what I just thought about? I already forgot our new ending. <laughs> oh. Because she said, stay edgy, bitches. And I was like, wait, what? what's my line again? You say. <laughs> I wish I was just so much. We're on the edge. We, something about we always, always remember. Works. Oh, at casual. Yeah. Where did stay edgy, bitches come from? Because we said that That was too. the week before, yeah. Stay edgy, bitches. Oh, yeah, because you were like, bitches. Well, that wasn't low at all, weren't you? Stay edgy, bitches. Bitches. Um, so then, okay, so what we decided I would do is I would say. <laughs> something it was like, something along the lines of. Hey, when of, you're living on the edge, always remember. Yes, to act casual. Oh, for two. Always no, remember two. two. This is what the big debate was last week. God, one day. You know what I should probably do? Write, write this down. down yeah <laughs> but that would make too much sense yeah, so it would be like every week we'll easy. just have a different type of working this out you know what else i realized today i have a headache you keep sniffling and I I, i've got like we don't have covid but it's allergies i ate gluten yesterday too and mm. this is what happens to me yeah <sighs> that's gluten every so, day maybe that's my problem uh, okay we gotta go do you have anything so, else you need to say to the people no, just our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get to it, bitch. Like, I can't wait to get in the hot tub this weekend. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. And when you're living on the... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm, like, I'm about to nail it, but he okay. literally has his eyebrows so raised. Yeah, put your hand up. Don't look at me. Stop looking at me. I got to put the mic by my mouth. Okay. <laughs> okay, now I can't get it together. Stop looking at me. Here I go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, okay. Well, you guys, I hope you have a great weekend. And just remember that when... <laughs> I knew you were going to fuck it up. <laughs> okay. When you're living on the edge, you guys always remember to... Act casual. Fuck. I'm going to be Bye. better next week. I'll be better next week. Bye. She said that last week. Bye. <laughs> Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.
My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.